0: Well, thank you so much, Jeff, and it is a a wonderful pleasure and privilege, and I'm thankful to be here. (laughs) In fact, I'm thankful to be on planet Earth. As some of you are aware, I had a serious, serious bout with COVID in the hospital for eight months. The first couple of weeks, my family came to say goodbye. I was on my way to heaven, but God had other plans. And after eight months in the hospital, I went home for six months' recovery. And I'm just thrilled to be here to uh, share with you a message that it means a lot to me. And I've entitled it, Loving and Meditating on God's Word. And the context for this message is Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible, and uh, 176 verses just in one chapter of the Bible, 22 amazing stanzas uh, within this particular chapter. And the author used eight synonyms, actually, to describe the Word of God. Instruction, or law, he used the word 25 times. He actually used the word word 24 times. Judgments or ordinances 23 times. Decrees or testimonies 23 times. Commands 22 times. Statutes 21 times. Precepts or charges 21 times. Promise or word 19 times. (laughs) That's an incredible, incredible balance in nomenclature in terms of choosing these synonyms to describe the Word of God. And I'm going to share with you just one stanza out of the 22 stanzas in this particular chapter. And you'll find the theme that we're developing here in this message right in verse 97 of this uh, psalm and in this paragraph. How I love your instruction. And there you have one of six synonyms of the synonyms I mentioned, eight of them. This is one of six synonyms right in this particular paragraph, which is fascinating in itself in terms of construction. How I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. And there the psalmist is really using a metaphor. And that metaphor simply relates to the fact that the word of God is a part of us. It's a part of the way we think, part of the way we feel, the part of the way we, we act. In other words, it's, it's our philosophy of life. And so he says, how I love your instruction is my meditation. All day long. It is a part of who I am as I live my life. So, there you have the theme for the message. But the psalmist goes on to give us five reasons why we should love and meditate on God's Word. And I'd like to share those five reasons because they just unfold really from the verses that follow. First of all, We can gain wisdom that surpasses all human resources. All human resources. And what we have immediately are three verses that illustrate that and demonstrate this reason. First of all, he says, verse 98, Your command makes me wiser than all my enemies. For it is always with me. Always with me. In other words, it's a part of me. A part of the way I think and feel. The way I act. It's a part of me. Now, we all know that we have many enemies. Anyone who rejects the Word of God, in a sense, is an enemy of God. There were many enemies of Jesus as he walked the earth. And Jesus said, we're to love our enemies. Paul says we're to love our enemies. But the fact of the matter is, the psalmist said that the Word of God makes us wiser than our enemies. It gives us wisdom that goes far beyond the wisdom of this world because it's the wisdom of God. Scriptures talk about the wisdom of God compared with the wisdom of the world. And this, I believe, is what the psalmist is talking about. Wiser than our enemies. And then he goes on to say, I have more insight than all my teachers because your decrees are my meditation. Now, (laughs) that may sound arrogant to say that. More insight than all my teachers. Well, actually, if you look at the whole context, it's really motivation to be humble. My mind goes back to the fact that I spent quite a few years at New York University working my doctorate. And I had a lot of professors. And most of them are older than me. Very intelligent, but very secular. I don't believe one of them was a believer. They certainly did not believe that the Bible was inspired by God. In fact, I was in the religious education department at New York University. And even my professors in the religious education department would not believe that the Bible is the Word of God. But the fact of the matter is, I could sit in those classes and I could listen and I I could learn. But the fact of the matter is, that I had more insight than all of my teachers, not because of who I am, but because of the Word of God and my confidence in the Word of God. And that gave me a tremendous sense of security. And I believe that that's at least an application of what we read here. I have more insights than all my teachers because your decrees are my meditation. And then he says in verse 100 related to human resources. I understand more than the elders because I obey your precepts. And again, that's not arrogance. My mind, as I read that, goes back to what Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Timothy, don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young. Because you have insight, you have wisdom from God. Wisdom that they don't have. And so, basically, we have tremendous wisdom and insight. And we can gain that wisdom that surpasses all human resources. This is what the psalmist is telling us here in this first reason why we should love and meditate on God's Word. And then secondly, here's the second reason. We can walk in the paths of righteousness... Verse 101, I have kept my feet from every evil path to follow your word. And as I reflect on that particular verse, every evil path, my mind goes back, actually, 75 years ago when I became a believer. I was 16. And somehow, someone told me about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I got my first Bible. And as I reflected on that particular truth in Scripture, which reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your has you see that relates very directly to what we read here i have kept my feet from every evil path and i stand here today at age 91 and i look back to when i was 16 and i look at all 75 years of my life as a believer And I'm here to tell you that God has never failed me when, and that's the key, (laughs) when I have trusted Him with all my heart. When I haven't leaned on my own understanding. When I've acknowledged Him in every way, God has directed my paths. That's an incredible promise. And I believe this is what the psalmist is really uh, illustrating and teaching us here. The other interesting thing I think about when I think about this passage of Scripture and the path that God wants us to trod, my mind goes back 67 years ago. And in 67 years ago, I stood with a wonderful lady a believer, and we were married. And after Elaine and I were pronounced husband and wife, we turned to the audience. And back then we actually sang together, believe it or not. And we sang a song. And their words I'll never forget. Some of them went this way. We want God's way to be our way as we travel here below. For there is no other highway that the child of God should know. Though the road is steep and rough, if He leads us, tis enough. We want God's way to be our way every day. And after that, we segued to another song and the chorus, the words actually read, footprints of Jesus that make the pathway. Go. We will follow the steps of Jesus wherever they go. And again, I can say, as I look back on 67 years, and I know Elaine would agree, that when we have trusted Him with all our hearts, when we haven't leaned on our own understanding, when we have acknowledged Him in every way... He's never failed to direct our paths. And I believe that, in essence, this is what the psalmist is referring to here when he says, here's a reason why we should meditate on God's Word. We can walk in what? The paths of righteousness. That's a beautiful metaphor that's used throughout Scripture, the path. And then here's a third reason. A third reason we should love the Word of God meditate on it. We have access, and this is incredible, (laughs) we have access to God's heart and mind. Listen to this verse, verse 102. I have not turned from your judgments, there's another synonym for the word, I have not turned from your judgments for you yourself. The psalmist is referring to God. You yourself yourself. Have instructed me. And you see that underscores really the first three verses we looked at. The first reason is that we have resources beyond any human resource and it's God himself. And so this is reinforcing really those first three verses. Think about this. Through the word of God, we have access to the omniscient God. The God who knows all things. Every detail. Past, present, future. We have access to God's heart and mind. Boy, that's a reason why we ought to think about, meditate on, and love the Word of God. And then number four. The psalmist tells us we will have pleasant experiences. And I love this metaphor how sweet your word is to my taste. Sweeter than honey in my mouth. The metaphor, of course, is honey. And it's using that to illustrate the fact that the word of God can be sweet, not just to our taste, but to our whole being. You know, I mentioned Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And in that Bible that I got as a new believer, I wrote the words in the Bible along with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 when I discovered it. It took me a while to discover this and what it really meant. But I wrote in the flyleaf of the Bible, Romans twelve one and 2, where Paul is writing to these believers in Rome And he says, I beseech you therefore, brothers, sisters, that you present your bodies to the Lord, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll be able to prove What is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Now, think about this particular verse here in relationship to pleasant experiences. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. What is better in terms of life than to be walking in the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. And we can do that because we have His Word. And I have found, as I look back on my life, as I have presented my body to the Lord, and as I have um, presented myself to Him and my mind and my heart and my soul, as I have been not conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of my mind that God has enabled me through the Word of God to determine the will of God that I have discovered is good, is perfect. And there is nothing beyond that in relationship to what the Word of God can do for us in terms of pleasant experiences. But that leads to the fifth reason Which is somewhat an elaboration or the flip side, but he, he says this, we will lose our taste for those things that are out of the will of God. And here's the verse, verse 104. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore I hate, I hate every false way. Now don't misunderstand there's pleasure in sin. No question about it. In fact, the Hebrew author said that Moses gave up all the pleasures of Egypt. That involved sin. To follow God's command to be the leader of, of His people out of Egypt. But the fact is, the most enduring pleasure Enduring pleasure is to walk in the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Well, this is just one paragraph out of Psalm 119. Twenty-three paragraphs that focus on the Word of God and the benefits of the Word of God. And we're fortunate today as believers to have the totality of the word of God not just psalm 119 not just the psalms not just the old testament books we have the new testament and paul i think really alludes to that prophetically when he said 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17 all scripture from genesis to revelation all scripture is inspired by god is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God, the woman of God, may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Word of God. A number of years ago, I um, got an unexpected telephone call from Brahman and Holman. And they had just completed a brand new translation of the Bible, now called the Christian Standard Bible. And I just passed my um, senior leadership baton to Jeff, who became my successor. And the timing just seemed to be God's timing. Because they said, Jane, would you take this brand new translation and do a Principles to Live by Study Bible from Genesis to Revelation? And I've told this story to some of you, but. I'd just like to review it in the sense that um, it became a life-changing experience for me. They told me, by the way, they said, Gene, we think you can do it in a couple of years because of everything you've written, everything you've done. <laughs> Hello. Seven years later, after spending full-time, literally full-time, doing this project, I completed it with 1,500 principles to live by embedded right in the biblical text. But there's a miracle associated with that process. Because my longtime associate, David Powers, said, Gene, if you're going to teach this to a group, which I knew I had to for accountability, he said, we just need to videotape it and put it online. Well, we did not realize that seven years later, As we're coming into the home stretch on this project, I get another call from Broadman and Holman. They said, Jane, QR code technology. YouTube coming online. You have all of these videos. We can put these videos and make them accessible to the readers by putting a QR code with all 1500 of those principles. And that was a miracle. Because if David hadn't suggested that we videotape all of this, we never could have reproduced seven years of video teaching. Over 300 hours, literally, of video. So that was a miracle of God. It was a God thing. Because what happened is that opened the door to minister, literally, all over the world. Because we began to get immediate Emails from other parts of the world where people were downloading the videos, which opened the door then to be able to get Bibles literally into the hands of people who could not afford them, pastors and leaders particularly, in developing countries throughout the world. And I tell you the story, not that it's just, it is an exciting story a very impactful story for me in ministry. But the most significant thing that I want to share with you today is that you cannot spend seven years day after day line by line paragraph by paragraph chapter by chapter book by book from Genesis to Revelation without it impacting your life and developing a sense of appreciation for the gift that God has given us in Scripture. A love for the Word of God and a heart of thankfulness for the fact that God has revealed His will to us. How we can know Him personally through Jesus Christ and then walk in His will. Father, I want to thank You for the marvelous gift that You've given us in the Word of God. Thank You that we can meditate on it. We can learn it it can become a part of our lives, enabling us to be able to walk in your good, acceptable, and perfect will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, my wonderful Lord. Amen.